0: Yes everyone, it's episode 78 of Griff's Brain Dump, it's me Griff obviously, it's the 22nd of July on a Sunday, 3 o'clock in the afternoon, I was meant to be at a gig in Victoria Park with a ukulele ska band, I know I was excited about that too, but it got cancelled, well the ukulele ska band still there, but the com- comedians got cancelled, um, not by Twitter, not a Twitter cancellation, I uh, cancelled um, because the guy organised the comedy, just reckoned there wasn't enough people to didn't think it's going to work. So it got cancelled. Uh, so I just got back on the train and spun, spun back the other way. I wasn't even halfway on my way there. I just knew that if I went out, I would just end up sat in the park, just drinking for no reason. And I've got places to be tomorrow. Where are you going tomorrow, Darren? Costa Rica. And Costa Rica tomorrow. So I'm just going to chill out. You know, I could have gone back to Harlow today. Uh, Family, friends, opening the Caribbean takeaway there. So, you know, I mean, I could have gone to support that. But I'm tired and for once in my life and one engagement cancels, I'm not going to replace it with another engagement. I'm just going to go into my house, sit down and, you know, just watching the rest of The Handmaid's Tale. I'm in season two, episode nine. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Under his eye. What a blessed day. It, um, It is nuts. That show is nuts, but flipping excellent. If you ain't watched it, watch it. Um, so many little parallels and stuff to, to spot, you know. I think a lot of women watch it, they can see the parallels between now, the actual how women are treated now and how they're treated in the show. Um oh, if you don't know what the show is about, it's like a dystopian future. A near future where this republic called Gileads they overtake America and kind of put in this theocracy, super fundamentalist Christian theocracy. Uh, well, women are treated completely like second-class citizens. It's not like today, you know, where you've got things like gender pay gap and that. No, we're talking about you can't even read or have a job. Like, not even suffragette times. Like, this is before that. Burn them at the stake kind of times. They've gone back to that. Um, so a lot of women watch that, can't kind of see the, the parallels between now. Um, I watched it, I think, obviously, as a black person. I saw parallels between slavery Um. And it was funny because the, the exact same that the, the exact scene that made me think of that. Um, There's a few people who saw or was online, just like yeah, it reminds me of um, concentration camps, in World War Two. And I was like, that never crossed my mind. I look at it, I watch the same scene, and go, oh yes, you know that does make sense, but didn't see it. Had to make it about me somehow, you know. I see someone else being oppressed, I've got to make it about me. That's that's how I that's how I live my life. But no, it's a good show. I mean, yeah, it's dystopian, and I like dystopian things. Well, it depends on your perspective. You know, if you're a raging sexist, you might describe it as a as a fantasy, a light-hearted fantasy where men get to uh, get to just you know rape a woman once a month to to try and get her pregnant, while your wife has to be there and watch the ceremony. That isn't spoiling the show. That's kind of a very low-level part of the show, but um. Yeah, it's it's a dystopian thing for me, just for the record. Just to let you know where I stand on those kind of things. (laughs) You know, in this day and age, you really have to explicitly say, I think rape is bad. It's like, okay, no applause break for that. Okay, good. Good, I I like that people think that's a standard opinion. Good. Um, What else has happened this week? Um, See, I... When, you try, when you're doing podcasts and you're talking, you, you shouldn't really do the ums and uhs. But if you just emphasize them, it does become a part of the show, doesn't it? So, what was I talking about? Um, um, yeah. Talking about how myself, talking about Costa Rica. I got to get to flipping Gatwick Airport at dumb o'clock in the morning. Quarter, I think it's quarter past seven. No, quarter to eight, I think it's my flight. Fuck in the morning. I don't live near Gatwick, but it's all right getting up that early in the morning when you're going on a holiday. It's totally fine. It's also totally fine to be drinking as soon as you get to the airport. What do you like with your with your, with your uh, scrambled egg and toast? A beer? I'd like a beer with that, please. It's a bit early for a beer, but yes, yeah, it's, it's holiday, isn't it? It's holiday. Is that no? It's not. It's not holiday. You're at an airport and it's five in the morning. Calm yourself down, boy. I have a cup of coffee. <laughs> but yeah, looking forward to it. It's going to be good. All inclusive, chilling out. stuff in Costa Rica. Hopefully the weather holds up. Apparently it's rainy season, but it's the dry part of the rainy season there. Which means it's going to be humid. We won't be able to breathe. We need a spoon to breathe in the air. But... Uh... You can tell I've got quite low energy for this uh, for this podcast because I'm just tired. I haven't really done anything this week. Oh, um, my BBC clips been posted now on uh, on the iPlayer, so you can go listen to that. BBC New Comedy Awards came runner-up in my heat, didn't go through to the semi-final. Disappointed, but you know it's one of those things. I know I was funny. To say, but, you know, comedy subjective. And, you know, one person might think you're great. Another person, you're, you're not quite good enough. You know, so I was funny, but not funny enough. And that's that's how it goes sometimes, right? So, no, you know, not disappointed. I am disappointed. Massively disappointed. Uh, but we continue. We, we carry on. We carry, we come back stronger, harder, faster. And it'll be fine. It'd be totally fucking fine. There's other competitions that otherwise... So you know, just take other steps up the ladder in comedy. That's all I'm trying to do. Get better. I don't want to take it steps up the ladder. I just want to get better at comedy. It's all I want to do. Focus on getting better. The rest will come with you getting better. So it's much better to burst on the scene and people think, where the hell has this guy been? than to burst on the scene and people are like, How the hell did this guy get on TV? You know? I think it's always better to be to be the former there but um (laughs) what else has happened in my life this week in my life in my life um um just filmed a sketch yesterday with uh, Victor Daniels that was funny um hopefully that sketch comes out He's going to probably come out about October time, he said. Because of the amount of editing he wants to do to it. So, hey, totally cool with that. Once it comes out, good. Sorry, I'm not sure if you heard others burps on the podcast, which is disgusting. I don't like burping. Fact. Little uh, little facts about Darren Griffiths there. Doesn't like burping. Especially belching. I hate all of that shit. So I'm weird. There's little things that offend me. what so i police sirens coming down my street sounds close though like, it sounded pretty lively all right cool all Right now no no I was just really about to some live commentary and some crime going down but like there's no police car here so it's fine uh eh, what's the saying what was I just saying? Shit. Oh, no. I can remember. It's completely gone. Completely flipping gone what I was talking about. Because of bloody sirens. Burping. Don't like burping. There it is. Don't like burping. Um, yeah. This is one of those weird things that offend me. Things that any kind of voluntary um, voluntary attempts of doing something that's usually involuntary so if, if, you know if you get a bit trapped wind and you like <coughs> you know one of those <coughs> even if it makes a lot of noise you <coughs> all oh, right right it's fine that shit happens but you know it's when someone's like backing their chest up hitting their chest and it's just a belch and it sounds like it's literally from the bottom of their stomach and it's like oh horrible same as farting as well Look, people fart, I get it. And when people are, like, lifting up a leg and farting, it's like, ah, oh, you animal. You know, and you know, it's just, everyone's got their things that, you know, makes makes feel sick. So I could be watching something on TV, right? Or on the internet, it could be the most graphic sexual thing ever, right? I'm talking about really graphic, and my brain will not be offended by it. Yet, if I was to read the comments and someone was to say, Oh, show me your feet. I'd be like, Oh. <laughs> I mean, it'd be like a woman, 10 guys in the room, all taking a turn. I'm like, All right, this is this is the scene. Then read a comment and be like, Oh, man, her toes. I'm like, Oh, ugh. <laughs> that's disgusting. But, yeah. I digress. I digress. I mean, what's been going on in the news? What has been going on in bloody news? In the world? In the world? Um, you've got... Ah, something that, you know, got my attention. You no, know, you're like politicians, right? Because you see, like, David Davis and Boris Johnson left. you got the new guy, and they just swap jobs. Like, these ministers, like, they've become, like, the head of, you know, defence. like They become, like, the minister of Defence or something, or the Minister for Education, or the Minister for Healthcare. And they'll just swap to another role. I was like, hold on. Did you not have any expertise in that previous job he was doing? For you to so easily jump into this one. Like how is Jeremy Hunt now the um he's a Brexit secretary now, isn't he? Jeremy Hunt. But he used to be the healthcare. So I was like, wait a minute. You tell me that Jeremy Hunt had like no Healthcare experience before. I just don't, that doesn't happen in places like Russia and America. Like the defense, um, the, the defense secretary, like used to run a pottery shop or something. He's like, he ran a pottery company. Yet yeah, the defense secretary in America, he actually served in like three different wars as like a colonel, a major, like a general. How are they gonna sit around the table and talk about war strategies for like NATO? You know what I mean, it's just like, hey, when I was in the war, okay, in the Gulf War, being shot at, almost had my head taken off because I was in the Marine Corps. I had to kill a guy. We we use this strategy. Goes to like the UK one. What about you? It's like, well, you know, when I was in the office in the pottery company, as you know, we had to make so many plates. Massive order, um, yeah, that was tough. He's not quite the same. He's been, been in a helicopter. Well, that's been shot down. Well, yeah, let's look. Jeremy Hunt, um, he is. See so what the fuck is this? Yeah, he's the Secretary of State for Foreign and Commonwealth Affairs. Used to be the Secretary of State for Health and Social Care. Used to be the Secretary of State for Culture, Media and Sport. He was the Minister of the Olympics. So he started in sport. Oh, he was the shadow minister for disabled people as well. So this is Jeremy Richard Strenisham Hunt from Kennington, London. Right. So he's done all those things. What is his history? Let's see. Early career. So he... Be fair, see, he was actually a commander in the Royal Navy. No, sorry, no no no. He's uh, his dad was a commander. the Let's see. Let's see what he actually did in his actual life. He's got um he studied philosophy, politics and economics at Oxford. And he got first class honours in that. And yeah, he went to University of David Cameron and Boris Johnson. Unbelievable. So, early career. He, he's a management consultant. And then he was an English language teacher in Japan. Um, he had some entrepreneurial business ventures, including it trying to export marmalade to Japan. Uh, then a PR. Agency specialising in IT. And then um, directory publishing. There you go. And then he became a member of parliament. And you, it's from then that, you know, when you try to teach English to Japanese kids, that's when you can easily become, you know, the secretary of state for culture, media and sport. Or you become an absolute expert in health and social care. Like, you've never worked in a hospital. Like, no, let's not have someone who's, you know, got a CV that says they're the, a, you know, head surgeon at a top hospital. And then, you know, moved into Booper and I was in their senior management team there. No, not, nothing like that. No, 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 no. Don't have that guy running your health thing. No, no, no. Just have a guy who's done politics all their life. I don't get it. How do you expect this country to be ran? Or any coach we run in any particular way that's gonna be useful when you've got no experts in, in these positions. You know, I just I don't get it. I think the only job, only expertise they should they could have that isn't specialised in a particular field. No like a, if you're a lawyer, like a judge you actually have to make judgments and you know you're actually trained in that to having evidence and information given to you and you go right here's here's the outcome maybe that but to be flipping like health secretary and you've never worked for any kind of hospital then you going to know like people's needs I don't, I don't get it I don't get that shit it's weird for me it's maybe it's why I don't run the country because I don't understand the, these things man I don't understand when will Tottenham sign someone sorry I'm Again I'm googling football. Tottenham have spent zero fucking money. We've got bloody sixty per cent of a stadium. It's just fucking depressing man. Got a nice new kit though. Give us that. Um you no know, he's got Harry Kane playing golf up in Scotland. You see, like Spurs is news. It's just like you know, fans being upset. The third kit is leaked. It's not, not signing anyone, man. Although if that is the third kit, I flipping love it. It's a mad one, green, green and black. So what? What the fans upset about? I love it when they make out the fans are. Livid. Um, it's fair to say Spurs' new night kits for two thousand eight two thousand nine season haven't gone down well at all with the club supporters. The Lily Whites finally unveiled their new kit on Thursday, and they confirmed that they leaked the leaked images that were doing the rounds on social media were in fact legitimate. While the away one appears to have gone down well with supporters, the the home top, which features a faded design towards the bottom of the shirt. Has been widely criticised. By all of these experts. Fucking. Jimmy and Dave. Down the pub. Getting their shirts in. Double XL. I like his shirt. Shit makes me look fat. No you're, you are just fat Jimmy. Um, the club will also release a third kit. For next season. Although. That will no doubt be revealed during the first weeks of the campaign as it was last year. Following leaked images of a teal third kit that has recently appeared on social media, footy headlines have uploaded a new photo of a rather eye-catching design. The shirt, which features a bold print on the front, is predominantly light green, although the top of the shirt and sleeves are dark green. There you go. However, the print won't continue on the back of the shirt as Nike decided to go with the light green. The shirt will be worn with light green Shorts, no, light grey shorts and socks. Light grey? So sure, it's not a typo. Why do you grey? yeah Don't want that grey. Jeez. Hmm. Now, but I like it, though. I, I like these kits. I mean, you can Google what these kits look like if you really care. But, um... Enough of that, let's get on to Dear Deirdre. So, I'm just not dragging this on because this must be absolutely torturous for you guys because I'm clearly clearly buzzing to be doing this today. Oh dear. See, I was expecting to get material for the podcast from doing the gig, um, but I didn't do the gig. So. <laughs> Alright oh, Uh let's see. Oh no. Here we go. How long have we um we've we been chatting for? Nineteen minutes, good. So this should be under half an hour. uh dear Deirdre, sugar daddy's gone sour after i bedded his son. How do I get him back? Oh my god. Just find another one. My sugar daddy, who's also my boss. Uh there you go. That's why you can't find another one. Distanced himself from me when I confessed I had sex with his son. Now I don't know how to put things back to how they were. Um, yeah, his, his ego's done. Because, yeah, when you're a sugar daddy, you're, you buy power with your money. And then when someone just sleeps with a younger piece of cock, that is literally a younger version of you with less money, it just makes you realise, actually, I'm just an old man with cash. I'm not actually this sexy man with power. Anyway, I'm 22 and I've worked for the same man since I left school. He runs a shop fitting business. When I got into debt a while ago, he helped me out. He paid off my credit cards and gave me advice on how to budget. When I was recovering from being mugged in the street, he took me out for a meal and a show to cheer me up. He replaced my phone too. My dad died when I was 12. No, 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 no. I'm not taking this, your psychological assessment of why you fucked your boss, alright? I'm not having it. see the excuse is already thrown in. It's because my father left me when I was 12. So that's why I had to have sex with my boss. Because I have attachment and abandonment issues with older men. Look, my dad died when I was 8. You don't see me banging dudes, alright? So just stop it. Stop it. Anyway, (laughs) my dad died when I was 12. My boss is 52 and stepped into the role. Well, not really, because you started working when you were 16. It was great. Then one evening, I went to a party and got talking to his son, who is two years younger than me. We got on so easily and kept in touch. In time, we got closer. He's very good looking. Um... I knew things were hot enough when he asked me around for a drink one evening when my boss and his wife were away. Oh, wait a minute. Wait, you haven't even bagged this guy. I am so sorry. This guy actually seems like a genuine stepdad figure to you. I, I am. I, I apologise. <laughs> I could tell he was going to make a move for me the moment I arrived. I think I would have been disappointed if he hadn't, although I knew he had a girlfriend. I mean, from what I thought you were, I I feel less judgy. You're twenty two, right? Yeah, so you slept with a twenty year old who's got a girlfriend. Um, it's just in the context of things, you know, I thought you were bagging old men for their money. you are was upset about that, that he doesn't want to bag me anymore. But I, I was wrong. I was wrong, let me continue reading this. As the evening wore on and we opened a second bottle of wine, he sat down beside me and put his arm around me. He then he kissed me. I went on, it went on from there, and the sex we had was mind-blowing. Mind-blowing. Do people actually use that as a real way of describing sex? It's only in, like, dilemmas and articles. If we say, yeah, the sex was mind-blowing. It's, like, it's just, nah. It was just good, it? Jizzed. I stayed the night, and we had sex again. And then again, in the morning. I managed to keep it from my boss, but I felt so guilty that in the end I admitted it. He was very angry. I get no money from him now. And he has distanced himself. I realise now just how much I care for him. I want him sexually. And I think he feels the same, but I don't know what to do about him. What? nasty see, now you've gone weird again. You've gone weird again. Why did he go weird? Why can't I just let the guy be a good guy? Make him realize he's old and he's married, and you know, do what be really cool if I actually did start going out with your son, and I was your daughter-in-law, and I was, was actually like legitimate family then. That would've been a nice happy ending, but no, no, no. Everyone wants to bag each other, and now you know you just can't just have a family. What was he paying for all this stuff for? Now, if I was an old guy, right, and I actually looked at a younger girl in a way that says, hey, you know what, her dad's gone, and she needs to be looked out for. And then she got with my son i'm like yes this is the type of girl i want with my son good i like this girl just stay together just don't split up so yeah for him to be dissing himself he does want to bang you you're right but you wanted him sexually as well you've already banged the son man just some things are off limits isn't it god damn Here you go, off limits, my breastfeeding wife won't let me play with her breasts or touch her nipples. Mate, because she's breastfeeding, calm down. Jeez, she's trying to feed your flipping child, man. (laughs) Jesus. How How come they get to suck on your tits and I don't? What? Calm down, mate. All right, dear Deirdre, since she started breastfeeding our baby, my wife has stopped letting me play with her breasts or touching them because they're probably flipping sore, mate. She used to enjoy it, but now she says her breasts are for the baby and not for my enjoyment. Okay, that's not true. This is a temporary thing. When this baby gets a bit older, them tillies are mine again. I'm going to get my titties back. I'm going to get my goddamn tillies back, goddammit. Goddammit, that gets you pregnant to lose them tillies. So I'm going to get my goddamn tillies back. Go Damn, you think the titties are yours. And you can decide what to do with your own tillies. I married you, bitch. You, they, them titties are mine. They're my titties, The kids' titties right now, but they're going with my titties soon. Anyway, I'm 25 and she's 24. Our son is four months old. My wife has started to wear a bra during sex and will only allow me to touch her breast gently for a few moments. Just touch him gently. Push your fingertips. Just gently, gently, gently. No, not too hard. Gently. Okay, that's enough. That's enough. That's enough titty for you. For the child, the child's this. but anyway, the child's four months old, so bruv, just chill. Anyway, um, this is driving me crazy. I love tits. I have always really enjoyed this aspect of sex, touching her boobs, and so did she in the past. How do I get her to change her mind? Just wait till your kid is older. That's all. Four months, man, just control yourself. Ah, this. <sighs> Anyway, next one, can't control myself, how do I fight jealous urges when other girls are around my boyfriend? I got jealous when my boyfriend went out with friends and asked a girl to get something out of his eye. Um, well, yeah, that's not, nice. I mean, I guess I wouldn't want to do to get something out of my eye, but then that goes back to my rules, so if I do not want to do to do it, then I shouldn't ask a woman to do it, because I clearly think it's something sexual. I'll just go to the mirror and get it out of my own eye. You know what I mean? Just, oh God, my ball's stuck to the inside of my leg. Hey, 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 mate, could, could you could you come and just uh, unstick my my scrotum from the side of my leg? And I could do it myself, but, you know, you're stood in front of me, so you do it. I've got a drink in my hand. Yeah, just, no, just unzip my fly, just reach in there. Yeah, that's it. Ah, there, nice one, thanks. What? Oh, what are we talking about now? You're jealous. You're jealous of what? She's a mate she's a mate that's why she helped unstick my balls from the sides of my leg what is wrong with you women are just so crazy anyway uh she told him he had beautiful eyes and when he told me about it it turned into a massive fight i don't know why he's telling you that um i am 20 he's 21 and we've been in a relationship for more than a year i totally adore him i cannot bear other girls around him i realize i have to learn to let go of things that cause me to worry about other girls eyeing him up i tend to hang on Two thoughts like this, and I'm scared I'll frighten him away if I don't change. Look, um it was just something that I. We want to do is we want to make a. You want to make like a. What's the word? What's the word in law? You know, when. Statute of limitations, that's what you want in your relationship. You set it for as long or short as you want, but you've got to have some kind of cut off date where it's like, right, I'm going to be pissed off about this, and I can bring this up for the next three months. And if you do other things, then this is going to be used. This this evidence it is admissible in court. It's admissible. Because, you know, we just discussed this a few weeks ago. You've done it again. It's coming up in a conversation. But if it's six months ago, or a year ago, and it's kind of related but not, and you bring it up, then yeah, you're going to push him away. You're going to bore the shit out of him, and he's going to want to, you know, headbutt you in the chin affectionately though affectionately a yeah, little cute headbutt in the chin anyway um, <laughs> hey wife running off my wife is cheating on me with a sexy man she met jogging but I'm still overweight and bald what is, has what is your baldness got to do with jogging if everything makes you faster you're aerodynamic anyway to lose weight my wife got into running And went away for the night with a man she met at a park run event. How do I save my marriage? What the fuck? What? Did you know about this? She's like, um, Neil, uh, I need to borrow some money. And I need your discount code for the hotel. I'm going on a run. Yeah, I'm going on a run. Yes, with Keith, who I met on the run. Yes. Yes. Um, To save money, though, we're just going to share a room. We could have got a twin room, but we chose a double. Yeah. Okay, but we need your card. Okay, love you. Um, I saw a WhatsApp message on her phone thanking this guy for a great night. Oh, dear. The sex was mind-blowing. That isn't written down. It was clear he had booked them into a hotel that night, and I was at my dad's birthday with our two teenagers, and our two teenagers were at sleepovers. She denied an affair. She claimed he was giving her coaching yeah, this is how you stretch out the vagina. Um, <laughs> you'll run much faster just let me just uh, bend you over there and just uh, stretch you out. Oh God, your hamstrings are so tight. So pull off your neck So there's um, there's different coaching techniques, but um, yeah. Anyway, she denied the first claim he was giving her coaching, and it saved a lot of driving as it was close to to a good place to run i don't want to lose her she says she doesn't want to leave either but has never been very interested in sex with me and now her focus seems to be on running she is 47 i am 49 i'm overweight and i've lost most of my hair i feel unattractive podgy bald yeah i feel like an unattractive podgy bald old man right podgy this you can change start running start running with your wife Actually, don't start running with your wife. It's her interest, not yours. You're going piss, to piss her off so much. You know, that I like football. I don't want my girlfriend to start liking football to spend more time with me. All right? No. Football's my thing. All right, so I don't mind if she started liking football properly and actually liked it. But you know, if she's just going to be liking it in a shit way, then no, don't. Same with the running. If you're going to start running, be good at running. Don't just be fat and slow and slowing up her run. She's trying to do a 5k run, and she's only doing like a 2k because you have to drag your fat ass along around the park. Anyway, just do something to get in shape, mate. If you know you're podgy, don't just sit there crying you your podgy. Crying to a big old tub of hard goods. Why is my wife so fit and running around with fit men? <makes noise> shoving more cookie dough into your face. Anyway, so that's how you deal with that bit. Being bald, if you're really bothered about being bald, wear a hat. There you go. And feel, feel like I'm um, unattractive. Um, well, you still got your wife, so you can't be that unattractive. So, um, yeah, look, if you're going to be a fat, unattractive crybaby, um, your wife is going to leave you. It's a fact. 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 Um, let's see. What's that? Uh, Let's see one one more. Let's see this one. Marital grief. My partner has restricted my life and bullies me when I try to share how I feel. My partner has not taken me out or done anything with me for years. We never spend any time together as a couple. So how does he bully you then if you don't spend time together? He says it is our duty to stay home with our son and daughter, not farm them off to relatives just because I want a date night. This guy sounds like a hoot. What a catch. Um, we're both 43. Our children are 8 and 11. So you don't even need to shim off to relatives. Leave them at home on their own. They've got, got the internet. I have pleaded with him. But he won't even watch TV with me. He says it's all rubbish. What do you want to watch though? Now what's he doing if you're not watching TV? I grew up in a city. And we moved to the countryside with no close neighbours. I went along with his ideas out of love. But he works a lot. And my life is so boring for him everything is about the children they are rude to me because they hear their dad put me down shit you sound like some any stepmom um if i tell him how i feel or what i want he's sarcastic i ask his sister to speak to him when she did he accused me of telling tales yeah he's your husband she needs to talk to him what you need to do is start jogging (laughs) start jogging with man like keith and just let him give you some mind-blowing sex, and and that will make you won't even care about your marriage. Then you know, I feel like you've put some effort into this. It's ran its course. You know, you're forty-three. Um, I mean, I'm pretty sure you're you're not fat and bald. So you go get yourself a new man. That's what you need to do. This guy's shit. I'm not gonna say work at it. The guy's. Kinda sounds like trash so uh that's the end of the podcast i will uh speak to you next week but i guess podcast will be from costa rica that'll be fun episode 79 will be from costa rica so yeah that is it that's the end of the podcast see you later bye